Negotiations in Geneva today with an eye on Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg. We are going into these talks uh, uh, in good faith, uh, ready to address substance, and of course ready to listen to Russia's concerns. The full house dad has died. Now let's get back out there and really clean. And when you're all done, I got a special surprise for you. I'm putting new shelf paper in each and every one of your closets. Police say actor Bob Saget was found unresponsive in an Orlando hotel room. They say there was no evidence of foul play or drugs. Saget was 65. A creature that swam in the ancient seas 180 million years ago has turned up in the UK. Correspondent Vicki Barker from London. Joe Davis was walking by a lake in the English nature reserve where he worked. And I looked down and just saw this series of in the mud and thought, hang on, that looks different. It was the spine of a prehistoric sea dragon, an ichthyosaur, more than 30 feet long. Paleontologist Joe Larkin. Hardly ever get a skeleton discomplete, certainly not one of this size. It's got to be one of the best paleontological bones of the last hundred years at least. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. This Entertainment Tonight update is sponsored by Indeed. Actor Maggie Gyllenhaal says her first movie as a director is a little bit like... Giving birth or something, really. This movie is everything I meant for it to be. It's all my offering. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credits. At Church's, we're doing 10 pieces of our crave-worthy comfort made spicy or classic. That's 10 legs and thighs packed with bold flavor. That's how we do value. So you can do the Church's 10 starting at $10.99 deal. Church's, bringing the down-home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. How's this for Olympic spirit? U.S. speed skater Brittany Bow says she didn't want to go to her third and likely final Olympics without Aaron Jackson. So when Jackson slipped and didn't qualify in the 500 meters at the U.S. speed skating trials in Milwaukee over the weekend, Bow gave up her spot. This was a huge shock, by the way, since there are only two open spots for Team USA. But Jackson is considered the world's top skater in the event, and Bow is still going to Beijing. She'll just compete in the 1,000 and 1,500 meter events. The Winter Games start next month. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Peter Parker still has a firm hold on the box office. Spider-Man No Way Home was number one again with $8.3 million in ticket sales at the start of the weekend. The movie became the first of the pandemic era to bring in more than a billion dollars worldwide. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. On our first date, we had masks on and kept six feet apart. Now, we're a lot closer. Just like Cliff and Deb, thousands of singles over 50 found their perfect match on Silver Singles last year. I feel like I'm 20 years old again, and I'm pretty sure she feels the same way. Rediscover the magic of dating with Silver Singles, the exclusive community for singles over 50. Sign up today and receive daily matches you won't want to miss at silversingles.com radio. Silversingles.com radio. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non 
non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. At Pizza Cottage, they always use the finest ingredients, treat their customers and employees like family, and always give back to the community. From pizzas to subs, wings to pasta, they have everything for your family to enjoy. You can also book their party rooms and their food trip. Pizza Cottage has a new location at 951 East State Street for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery through door. So visit them today or visit their website, www.pizza-cottage.com. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. Integrated will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. Since 1972, Danneman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Danneman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Danneman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Danneman Electric, 740-593-8813. Here at A Work of Heart, we are grateful for our customers and their loyalty. You have been a blessing to us, and we thank you again. 2021 was a challenge for us all. If you need a positive influence for the coming year, come into our store for a new spring flag or rug. We have the best selection of flags in the Mid-Ohio Valley. We have beautiful framed art made in Pennsylvania and Indiana. Many of our pieces of art have been painted and designed by our local artist, D. Jones. Our inspirational routed signs have been made in Indiana and West Virginia. If you need some new decor for your cabin or ski lodge, we have just what you need. Bear, deer, eagles, moose, wolves, horses, cows, roosters, chickens, pigs, goats, turkeys, dogs, cats, bunnies, ducks, and so much more. You can find it all at a work of heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia. And find us on Facebook or at a workofheart.biz. Oh no! Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team played RSVP. That's right, Rockslide Vermont Polytechnic. I'm interested in finding out what kind of game was it. 
way it was a fine ball game. You know, we went out there and played a fine ball game. All the oysters played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense and a fine ball game on special teams. And, of course, RSVP, they give us a fine ball game. So what all the fans seen when everything was over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. We're anxiously awaiting the results of that game, Coach. Were you able to pick up that first win of the season? I do want to point out to all the fans that uh, the boys, all the fighting oysters, acquitted themselves well out on the football field. I want to say that I am real proud of the way they played out there and all their mamas and daddies and, and grandmamas and granddaddies can be real proud of the way they played out there. They but acquitted coach, themselves fine. It was a real fine ball game. But coach, I think you're evading the issue. Did you pick up that first win of the season? Well, I do want to point out to the fans that we are playing these ball games one at a time. We're not worried about what happened last week. We're just looking forward to the ball game this week because we know that the finest thing that these boys can do is succeed in the classroom. We're not worried about what happens out there on the football field as long as they uh, succeed in the classroom and make fine men out of themselves. We're not worried about playing football. We're interested in making some fine graduates and having them boys go out in the world and making some fine people out of themselves. Something tells me, Coach, you failed to pick up that first win of the season. Can't get nothing past you, can we? And I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored to you today by Thermal Underwear. Well, Coach Turf, I think we did finally establish the fact that the Oysters failed to pick up that first win of the season against RSVP last week, but uh, I don't think we got the score of the game. Well, you know, as fine as them boys played out there, you know, we played a fine ball game on offense and a fine ball game on defense. It seemed like... Uh, it, that, that the ball game hadn't uh, gone too far and already it was halftime and I looked up at the scoreboard and it said 31 and zip and they was the 31 and we was the zip and, and when the ball game was all over finally said and done with well they was 57 and we was zip seemed like, uh, seemed like they found 57 different ways to score Coach with a 57 to nothing deficit your new offense the T-bone offense which you just instituted for this game must not have performed too well well, not only that, we just put it in, and it didn't do uh, worth shucks out there. That T-bone formation went to the dogs. Your quarterback, uh, you also had a new quarterback in the game, young man named Berger, I believe. Well, that's right. You know, old Chuck Berger brought him up from the Texas squad just this week, took old third and 12th place. We thought we needed a change on offense, and they must have known old Chuck was coming because uh, they know that it was his first college ball game, his first college start, and they threw everything in the world at him. They was throwing red dogs. They was throwing blitzes. They heaped it all on him, and they was too many times in that ball game where I looked up and saw Berger on the field with everything on it. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving <laughs> Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H Ah, yes, it's party line time. Good morning, folks. Sunshine, uh, what do we say, about 10% up in the air now? Mm-hmm. 20 degrees right now. Headed up to a high of 27. 
It's a Monday. It's also the 10th of January, 2022. Scott, refresh my memory. Um, This is kind of an odd start for the week, but um, Ohio Athletics. We've got uh, football still underway, right? No. No? They finished? They had their last game? Oh, yes. Yeah, they didn't even get a bowl game this year. Okay. Yeah, they were they were finished in um, mid-November, mid to late November. I think, yeah, Thanksgiving weekend really was the final game. Yeah. Somehow or other, I thought there was still stuff. Well, but, there's the college football playoff game tonight. Yeah. The national championship. And that's between whom? Georgia, number three Georgia, and number one Alabama. Now, who's number two? Oh, who was number two? Uh, Michigan. Okay. Cincinnati was number four. Michigan failed to make it to the final. Michigan got pounded by Georgia. Cincinnati got pounded by Alabama. Okay. So that uh, creates the final matchup tonight. And then football will be over in terms of college, right? Yeah, except for like the uh, senior bowls and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think those have been played, too, with the exception. Uh, lots of players from across the country, with the exception of teams in the Final Four, obviously. Okay, now basketball. Um, tomorrow night, uh, Ohio plays here in Athens, right? Yes, that is correct. And their opponent, do you recall? Um, I'm looking at that right now, but I think it's uh, – what time's the game scheduled for? 7 p.m.? I'm guessing. I do believe. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to. Bowling Green, that's who it is. BG. Yeah. Okay. BGSU. Did you go to the game Friday, Friday night? No, we couldn't. We had a conflict, and we felt badly because we really like uh, going to the combo for the games. Yeah, but, I thought for sure you'd enjoy that yeah. <clears throat> with the cold weather and but Snow we're, on the ground. We're planning to take tomorrow night's game in. We we have a normal Tuesday night function, but we're going to ask our guests if they'd um, excuse us or at least come with us to the game. There you go. And um, Well, I know how you've remarked a few times about how you enjoy going to the games oh, on sure. a cold, snowy night. Yeah. And with it being Friday night, too, you know, and have the weekend, mm-hmm. a good start to the weekend. And... Bobcats played pretty well, but they let another lead slip away. Uh, they were ahead by double digits. I'll but tell wait, you what. Wait a minute. Aren't they like 11 and 2? Oh, something? yeah. Well, they ended up winning. Oh, 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 you scared me for a minute. No, no, no. They they ended up winning 80 to 72, but. They just uh, have a lax period there. Yeah, the... Kent State fell behind by 12, 14 points, I think. They ended up tying it up at 61. You know John Rhodes far better than I. Oh yeah, great and guy. John, of course, uh, <clears throat> I remember watching him play here, and then he went on and coached at several different places, including um, being one of the assistants at Ohio State. Right? Uh, I don't think he was ever Ohio State. Jeff was. Jeff Bowles. Oh, that, who, who did I say? John Rhodes. 
Oh, shucks. I was talking about our current coach. Oh, yeah, Jeff. He Jeff was also Bowles. at uh, University of Akron. And then also the head coach at, I believe, Stony Brook yeah. before he came here. And another OU alum, which was one of his assistants at Stony Brook, is now the head coach there, I'm pretty sure, and Geno Ford. So I, I think the plan was for Gino to join Jeff here. So Jeff Bowles is who I meant to say all along. Yeah. I, I don't – I had a slip of the tongue and said John Rhodes. Yeah. Okay, Jeff Bowles is who I was referring to. <coughs> and um, maybe maybe I could get Jeff to come out and be on the show. But uh, Yeah, that'd be cool. He's um, – I just like him. I like his coaching methods. I like his the way he communicates with his players and his staff, and for that matter, the the referees, the umpires. <laughs> well, um, you you can't miss Jeff on the sideline. That's for sure. Yeah. Jeff's like six nine, and uh, he stands taller than probably half the players in the huddle when they have a timeout. I just like his mannerisms. He's a he's a great recruiter as well. And like we were telling Jerry that called in uh, one time with his success here and his resume, uh, that's a good recipe for bigger schools to come calling. So uh, yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, but all aside, uh, you know he's got a family and. Those uh, contracts the coaches want, they want to advance. You know, they're, every coach, if they don't have the hopes of someday winning a national championship, if they're just okay with the status quo wherever they are, you know, then, then you get no competition, really. And uh, I think fans sense that and thinking mediocrity is okay for their program. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. And I disagree. I think coaches love to be on the top. That's that's where they aim. Woody. Woody and Ruth Hayes were family friends. I've mentioned that yeah. periodically Yeah, of my parents. Um, Woody had no desire to go anywhere else. He was proud to be the head dude at uh, the Buckeyes. Well, he you he was at the top. I mean, that's what coaches strive. The Ohio State job, and times have changed. Obviously, coaches change jobs like you know you change your color of your shirt every day. It seems like now, but when you get to Ohio State, you've got a chance to win a national championship every year. So that's what coaches aim for. And the Ohio State head football coaching job is one of the most coveted college coaching jobs in the game. Well. But, you know, back in the day, as they say, coaches didn't move around like they do today. Mm -hmm. Money talks, big contracts, big schools. And, you know, a a coach will say, you know, it's been a great run here. They thank the schools they've been at. You know, and Ohio's no exemption from coaches having success here and then moving on. 
And other Mac schools are the same way, where where coaches, you know, they they are hired knowing that if they have success, they could very well happen for them too. And ADs know that at a, a mid-major school like Ohio. They know it's a possibility. They do everything they can to keep them. But, you know, coaches also have families and assistant coaches who also have families to take care of. And they want to try to do the best for their assistant coaches, too. So, it's, um... anyway, it was a great game. I mean, they Bobcats held on Friday night. Uh, they came and, out with and, a win. Yes, came out with 80 a win. 72, and they, they're fun to watch, really. I mean, I'll tell you, BVP is what they call him, Ben Vanderplast. Mm-hmm. When that guy gets hot from three-point range, I think he could turn around and throw it backwards over his head. It would go in. Mm. <laughs> Mark Sears is a fantastic quick player. Ben Roderick, great player. I I see them as the cream of the crop here in the MAC. They play uh, Miami coming up on the 18th, a week from tomorrow at Miami, and I think Miami's sitting in second place right now. Is that home or away? That is at Oxford a week from tonight. But between tomorrow night and that game is uh, at Central Michigan on Saturday. I don't know how to put this, but one of my most promising girlfriends. (laughs) You want to rephrase that? I think that was – I think I said it okay. Okay. (laughs) Promising. Went to Oxford and became an entirely different person. Um, so I love to tease uh, Miami. Okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking of sports while we're at it. Oh, I have more. Go for it then. Well, I wanted to talk about the pro side. Yeah. The Bengals. Yeah. And Joe uh, sat out yesterday. Joey. Okay. Come on, Joey. No, I'm just, that's what I call him. And uh, they, because, you know, he had had a knee issue uh, the week before, and they were just letting it heal a little more. Yeah, and his pinky is still swollen a little bit on his throwing hand. Think of that, the pinky. Yeah. Okay. How much that can affect, you know, a, a pro quarterback. So, out of that, what happened? Well, with all of the games that were played yesterday, mm-hmm. um, the Steelers got in from the Bengals division. So the Bengals and the Steelers are both in the playoffs. Uh, the Steelers won a very close game at Baltimore, which knocked out the Ravens from the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals will play this Saturday at 4.30 in Cincinnati. Hosting a first-round playoff game. Uh, do it again. The Baltimore? Baltimore is out. Okay. Pittsburgh is P- in. So Pittsburgh will play the Bengals? No. Oh. The Bengals play the Raiders. The Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders. They used to be formerly. When, the, when is that game? Saturday at 4.30 okay. at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. Think of that. Two years ago, the Bengals were. Bottom feeders at two and fourteen. Now they are in the playoffs, hosting a first round playoff game under the leadership of Joey 
Burrow. <laughs> do, do we really want to put the whole thing on him? Joe would take it, but I mean, he would never say it knowing him. He's all about team. Okay. He's all about letters, W's and L's. Yeah. He's not into numbers and things like that. What, what do you think it must have been like for him to just watch the game yesterday? Um, I'm sure he was pr- probably s- sitting – well, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing he was sitting watching the game with some teammates – and that didn't make the trip. They had a few other guys that didn't make the trip because of uh, virus protocols. Okay. Um, you know, if those guys have virus protocols, they probably were not together in a gathering. So the but, COVID thing you mean. Yeah. That the ones that were maybe not traveling due to injury, maybe they got together and watched the game and maybe did some armchair quarterbacking, you know, when the plays were being run, meaning – it would be fun to be in one of those sessions. Yeah, like talking uh, to the TV. No, run this play. The defense is this. You need to run this. Or if the Bengals are on defense, you know, watch watch this guy over here. Watch this guy, you know, basically like they were in a game. The Bengals did win or not? No, they lost to Cleveland. Okay, and the score was roughly? Uh, What was it, 17 a, to 13, I think. Just a couple points. Okay. 21 to 16, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, that uh, they, didn't they, hurt him. Right? No, it didn't matter really. But they had a chance to get the number one seed. But with Tennessee winning, uh, they Tennessee's the number one seed in the in the AFC, which means as long as Tennessee keeps winning, they will host the playoff games. So if the Bengals win Saturday and then their next game, and Tennessee keeps winning, the Bengals would travel to Tennessee mm-hmm. for the uh, AFC championship. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say the Bengals are going to win it all. I think they can do it with their explosiveness. And you're not wearing your uh, home uh, Athens hat, right? Uh, no, not my Athens hat. The Bengals hat I'm wearing, yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, I think with their explosiveness and their abilities to make big plays. Well, I yield to your knowledge of all of this because – of course, professionally, you've been involved in uh, athletics all your life and, uh, and in athletic management. And so, um, you know, I'm just a fan, but you have far more knowledge. Well, I, I do try to pay attention to what's going on, sure. especially somebody, you know, from this area now, and there's such a strong connection with you know his his family, you bet. his friends, fans that probably have never met the I family. I still have people that uh, say how much they enjoyed uh, Jimmy, uh, the father, being in here the other day, and Dave Lappin uh, by phone, um, the uh, one of the announcers for the the Bengals, and what a nice show that was. Yeah, I I'm hearing more comments about that too about. What a great show that was and having those guys in. But, uh, you know, just from him being in this area, what he did for the food bank here, Mm -hmm. what he continues to do for the food bank, um, things like that, the connection here. And not only here, but Ohio State people still love him. Oh, yeah. Even though he transferred. Uh, LSU adores him. And I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before a – a uh, statue is is erected outside of the LSU football stadium 
Uh, he's only the second Heisman winner in the history of LSU football. And uh, they they love him there in Baton Rouge. And uh, just all over the place. I've, I know people, friends of mine, who live in South Carolina. And they have a, a son that's maybe 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say he is a huge Joe Burrow fan. And has posters of him in his, you know, in his bedroom and a jersey, things like that. So it's just all over the place. I mean, his my wife's really his, taken with him. Yeah, his publicity is uh, just magnified across the across the country, especially with young people. And that, like Jimmy told me off the air, Joey is super good with kids. And he said Joe will stand there and sign autographs for kids and talk to them, laugh with them. You know, he may be wearing a Nickelodeon T-shirt on or uh, his SpongeBob square pants, socks. <laughs> Who knows? But, he's, you know, he's he is just a, such a likable guy. But I've never seen a tougher competitor than Joe Burrow. Mm. And right now some of the analysts and so-called experts on TV and podcasts are saying that Aaron Rodgers is not the – NFL MVP this year, it's Joe Burrow. Wow, that's quite a statement. I'd say. Yeah, so Nine, I, I'm going to uh, say they'll they're going to win it all. Nine thirty one, folks. Bengals. Let's go Bengals. And we are going to carry the game here. By the way, this Saturday. Um, so uh, well, we carry. Um, you know, except for once in a while when there's a power outage or something like that that we've had in couple odd things this fall but typically all the Bengals games we air yeah but this is a different situation though with it being a playoff game yeah we we have the rights to air the regular season games but we have to get you know special permission to air the game this weekend so if you would like to join in and support uh, the Bengals broadcast uh, call me here at the radio station or call us let us know. We'd love to have you be a part of uh, supporting uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and our hometown guy, Joe Burrow. And so, um, by the me, another thing that Scott's mentioning is as an advertiser. Correct. Yeah. If you would sure. like to be a sponsor and uh, support that, we're going to have uh, uh, that promotion all this week. Uh, so, yeah, give us a call here. Uh, text us. Email us. Let us know. Yep. And it's uh, very affordable, let me tell you. All right. Well, um, for the first time in several days, I failed to keep up to date with the COVID statistics. You know, that chart I keep. Goodness gracious. You are off kilter. I am. And it's been a very busy weekend. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. But I did update at least Ohio and Athens information this morning. So this is as of today. Now, this will change at 2 o'clock. They updated each day at 2 p.m., seven days a week. Right now, um, we have 2 million 189,288 cases in the state of Ohio. I'm sorry, that's not correct. I said that wrong. We don't have those cases now, but that's the total we've had since 
the whole thing began. But many of these people have recovered. Okay, so active cases right now, that's a far more important number. 357,984. So let's just say 360,000. In the hospitals, we have 12,038 in an ICU setting in the, in the state. We have 87,000. 493 in regular hospital setting. You add those two numbers and subtract the active, and that tells you how many are recovering at home, which is uh, the majority. Now, since this whole thing began, I told you we had 22 point, almost 2.2 million cases since it started. 1.831 have recovered. Our vaccination rate at this point is now up to 60.37%. So that's 7 million, almost 57,000. Um... Deaths, 1.37% of those that got it passed. Some of them had other issues that made it tougher to deal with the COVID. But um, the total death rate as of um, yesterday at 2 p.m., 30,072 in the state of Ohio. Athens County. We have had a total of 9,727 cases. That's 14.89% of our county's population has had it. That doesn't mean they still do. Um, Now, In fact, the recovery rate is 8,684. So take 9727, subtract 8684, and that tells you what the active cases are. We do presently have 320 people being hospitalized, and we have had now a total of 104 deaths. Those two numbers haven't changed in a few days. Vaccination rate here in uh, Athens County. We had another 100 added over the weekend. Uh, 100 or so. But we're now at 52.27%. I do not have our national or international figures today. I'll update those later today at 2 and Perhaps we'll uh, share them with you tomorrow, time permitting. Okay, now let's move to some of our regular stuff. Today is January 10th in the year, of course, 2022. Today is National Clean Off Your Desk Day. 
I need that reminder. So I will attempt to do a better job of that today. Get my desk better organized. But it is also Save the Eagles Day. It's National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. We got two more. It's National Cut Your Energy Costs Day. And finally, National Oysters Rockefeller Day. Raw, raw, raw. Yes, indeed. We could have had that for the Art Turf Show. Brought to you by Oysters Rockefeller. Oysters Rockefeller. Historically speaking, what about this date of uh, January 10th? In 1430, the Catholic Order of the Golden Fleece, founded in, um, how do they say this, Bruges, B-R-U-G-E-S, in celebration of the prosperous and wealthy domains of Philip the Good, the Duke of Burgundy. Catholic Order of Golden Fleece was founded on this date in 1430. 1475, Stephen III of Moldavia defeats the Ottoman Empire at the Battle of Vaslui. 1776, what a famous year for our nation. Common Sense pamphlet by Thomas Paine was published advocating American independence. 1839, first tea from leaves of indigenous plants of Assam, India, arrives in the United Kingdom. Sorry, but I don't know what uh, that, um, I don't really understand that story about the first tea leaves. Assam, India. And it says uh, in the... In, India arrives in the United Kingdom, and they say date appropriate. There must be another story there. In 1946, the United General, I'm sorry, the UN General Assembly meets. Sorry, the UN General Assembly meets for the first time in London. Okay. I have something here about the tea leaves, Okay, if you would like. Sure, help us out. The history of tea dates back to ancient China almost 5,000 years ago. Okay, now this is according to legend, which it's, you know, yeah. could be, could not be. In 2732, did they keep records like clear back then? Not, Five? not perfect. I mean, the scratches on the there's caves a, and a things like that. What year was this? Anyway, 2732 B.C. Oh. B.C. Then I have no idea. Yeah. According to this, the emperor of China discovered tea leaves when leaves blew, leaves from a wild tree blew into his pot of boiling water. He was immediately interested in the pleasant scent of the resulting brew, and drank some. <laughs> I remember as a youngster, my mom would offer me tea, hot tea, particularly wintertime. 
and I, but long ago fell out of the habit of it. But it might be a nice one to um, bring back. Maybe revisit that every now and then. Yeah. That's what I have every morning. Hot tea? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Famous birthdays. Okay, we got uh, four people to mention here. Ethan Allen. Um, Ethan Allen um, was born on this date in 1738. He died in 1789, so he didn't live to be real old. What's that, uh, 51 years? Yeah. Yeah, we are not talking about the furniture store either. Oh. Ethan Allen Furniture Stores. Okay. In central Ohio. Well, he was a farmer, businessman, land speculator, philosopher, writer, and lay theologian. Okay. He was also a U.S. soldier and frontiersman uh, before and during the American Revolutionary War. Here's another name out of the past. Frank James. Oh, I think he was the brother of Jesse James, but I'm going to look it up anyway. 1843, his birth. 1915, his passing. I don't know. Frank James. Uh, Alexander Franklin James was an American Confederate soldier and guerrilla. G-U-E-R-R-I-L-A. Not the animal. In the post-Civil War period, he was an outlaw. He is the older brother of outlaw Jesse James. So you were correct. Yes, he was also part of the James Younger gang. Okay. Frank and Jesse James. Two people that are still uh, alive and celebrating their birthdays today. George Foreman, who's 73. Former heavyweight boxing champion. And Rod Stewart, who's celebrating his 77th. The uh, entertainer, performer. Yes. Singer. Yep. Producer now. We have two um, deaths to mention. Coco Chanel. Um, an attractive picture of her. She was born in 1883, died in 1971. Yeah, and you could probably surmise That's from the Chanel name. Okay. Gabrielle. Bonheur Coco Chanel was a French fashion designer and businesswoman, the founder and namesake of the Chanel brand. She was credited in the post-World War I era with popularizing a sporty, casual chic as the feminine standard of style, replacing the corseted silhouette that was dominant beforehand. Now this next name, I... I apologize. History is not my strength. Uh, this means nothing to me. But he um, died on this date in 1778, was born in 1707. Carol, Carolus, Carolus, Linnaeus, Linnaeus. So I'll spell the last name. L-I-N-N-A-E-U-S. Um, I don't know this person. Maybe I will after you find him. 
Um, Carl Linnaeus, also known as his, after his ennoblement as Carl von Linné, was a Swedish botanist, zoologist, taxonomist, and physician who formalized binomial <laughs> nomenclature. Nomenclature. Nomen- we'll try that. Nomenclature. Thank you. The modern system of naming organisms. He is also known as the father of modern taxonomy. Nomenclature. Yeah. That's um, actually a term I use fairly often. Really? Nomenclature. Do you name organisms? No, I mean, each industry has a certain nomenclature. And... uh, so, that's it's just how I came to know it. Oh, okay. Uh, Speaking of knowing, did you ever know, meet, or work with Sidney Portier or Bob one, Saget? One time, Bob Saget, no. Um, but Sidney, yes, once. Um. I worked on a film crew, which I'm trying to think what film it was. Anyway, uh, Sidney was a very relaxed guy. Um, The issues of race... While he was an important supporter of that, they rarely came into play if you knew him. You were just all friends and very at ease with one another. And he wasn't black, you weren't white, you were just friends. Which is, isn't it the way it should be? Oh, it's awesome. I tell you what, we experienced that. I have the pleasure of experiencing that. In the Ohio Athletics Department? Sure. Every day. Didn't matter. Well. We were all friends. Really, we were. Yeah. I mean, no, you know I what? It. I don't ever remember hearing any animosity of one person towards another. Um, <laughs> maybe with the exception of disagreeing with what the athletic director wanted to do well you know it's tough being the boss because you may have a certain image or goal and the way you think that it might be unique to arrive at it achieving it that is you know isn't accepted by all parties involved. Yeah, sometimes you got to say no. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I had to do that a few times myself, but you know, it's it's something you work on. You you work it out. You find common ground and you proceed from there. We have two reports here. One we brought in oh, perhaps a month ago and we just haven't had a chance to look at it. 
It's entitled 2022's Best and Worst Cities for an Active Lifestyle. Okay? But today I had a new report and listened to how it's kind of similar. 2022's Best and Worst States to Raise a Family. So I thought... um, I thought it'd be interesting to go through these together. Now, one is talking about cities, and the other one's talking about states. Um, Active lifestyle or raising a family. But I I think there's... um, There could be a lot of interaction between those two items, right? Could be, yeah. So... Uh, let me let me do the uh, preface here on this one report. Raising a healthy, stable family sometimes requires moving to a new state. The reasons people choose to move are often similar. It can be a career transition, better schools, financial challenges, or a general desire to simply change settings. Wants and needs don't always align in a particular state, though. For instance, a state might offer a lower income tax, but have a subpar education system. However, families do not need to make these kind of trade-offs. They can avoid such problems by knowing which states offer the best combination of qualities that matter most to parents and their children. That includes more recent concerns like how well the state is handling COVID, right? So to help with the evaluation process, we've compared the 50 states across 51 key indicators of friendly familiness. Our data set ranges from the median annual family income to housing affordability to unemployment rate, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, now... The best state for families. You want to just guess? Oh, I I have no idea. I'll say uh, <clears throat> um, Utah. Okay. Utah comes in 13th. Um, so Massachusetts comes in first. It comes in ninth in family fun, third in health and safety, second in education and child care, second in affordability, and 24th in social economics. Now you picked Utah. Um, It's got some good scores too. Comes in 13th. But let's drop down to see where our own state falls. Ohio is 31st out of 50. Let me see if they include the the District of Columbia. No, so they they just have um, the 50 states listed. 
In fact, for some reason or other, my printer cut off the last line. So we have 49 places listed. I wonder which one's missing. Anyway, Ohio came in 31st. To either side of it, Texas was one better, Alaska one worse. Indiana, 33rd, Idaho, 34th, Michigan, 35th, Kentucky, 38th, Florida, 39th, Arizona, 40th, Georgia, 41st. Well, you get the idea. West Virginia, 45th. Okay, but in the top group, you said, uh, I forget what you said. Utah. Utah. Okay, it came in 13th. Massachusetts was number one. New York State comes in number two. Vermont, number three, one of my favorites. Nebraska, fourth. I'm sorry. Minnesota, fourth. Nebraska, fifth. New Hampshire, sixth. Connecticut, seventh. The state of Washington, eighth. North Dakota, ninth. New Jersey, 10th, Rhode Island, 11th, and even Iowa, 12th, and your Utah. What about your favorite state? One of your many favorite states besides Vermont. Lay it on me. Where you spent years carousing. You talking about Hawaii? No. Okay. Oh, Wyoming. Yes. Wyoming comes dead in the middle, 26th. <laughs> Hawaii, 23rd. California, 24th. Oregon, 25th. Then Wyoming. Well, anyway, let's see here. Do they have anything to add to this? Uh, highest, uh, what do we got? Four minutes yet. Highest family, highest medium family Salary. Um, okay, so they got uh, Minnesota, Virginia, New Jersey, Illinois, and Maryland, the top five. The bottom five, the lowest medium family salary, Oregon, Maine, California, West Virginia, and New Mexico. Most affordable housing, Iowa, Nebraska, North Carolina. Dakota, Kansas, and then Ohio comes in fifth. That's good. Least affordable housing. Colorado, Oregon, New York, Hawaii, California. Just as I might have expected. Lowest child care costs. South Dakota has the lowest. Nebraska has the highest. Uh, Most families with young kids. Utah, Texas, Alaska, Nebraska, and Kansas. Those were the smallest number. Delaware, Maine, Hawaii, Florida, and at the bottom, West Virginia. Lowest infant mortality rate. Well, that's sad. Anyway, lowest is Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, California, New Jersey. The highest... Georgia, North Dakota, Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. So the South. Well, we could go on with this, but we're nearly out of time. So I think we're done with this report. Now, the one you have, hit hit a highlight. 
Um, well, this is the uh, 2022's best and worst cities for an active lifestyle. And since we only have a few minutes left, uh, this is... Oh, we also have a Fred Palmer. Comment. Yeah, you want to do that? Let's save that for tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, uh, let's do Dad's commentary. Okay. I think we got time to do it. Two minutes and five seconds. I think it'll just fit. Let's go on. Friends... The press is doing some soul-searching as to how far they should go reporting personal news. Three subjects seems to be a major concern. Theft or fraud, drinking or drunkenness, and womanizing. There is no doubt about the theft, fraud, or embezzlement. The press does a good job of reporting it. We can question the court's ability to reduce it. There's always been drinking by public officials. Vice President John Nance Garner after 5 o'clock, would gather a few friends in his office and, quote, they would strike a blow for liberty. They had a drink, but they were not drunk on the job. We have frequently had high government officials, some very high, who are just plain drunk on the job. By and large, this is not reported as news. It would seem to me that as long as an official can do his work and make proper decisions, drinking is not news. But drunkenness that impairs his work and important decisions should be reported as news. Womanizing has been around as long as drinking. Up until the Gary Hart affair some time ago, nothing had been said. But there was a growing concern. Hart was simply the straw that broke the rule. I suppose no one rule would apply to everyone. There are a thousand different shades of gray. Perhaps it's similar to drinking. As long as nothing interferes with work and judgment, it may not be news. But if a high office holder fools around with a gangster's mall or makes a, or a foreign spy or anything that threatens or even harms the public, then I say that is news and should be reported. This is where the media or any reporter is put on the spot. This is where judgment must be used, and the judgment of the reporter or editor is as important as the news itself. An office holder is a citizen like all the rest of us. But when he accepts public money, then I, for one, expect a little bit more of him. Just thought you'd like to know. All right. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Matt Piper in the Bronx, New York, where 19 people were killed in a high-rise fire that happened at this time yesterday. The building is closed off to everyone. Residents have been trying to get back into their homes this morning with no luck. Stefan Biavoge has lived here for seven years and was able to get his wife and kids out. But the same cannot be said for some of his neighbors. I know one woman in the third floor, three children gone. Another African lady in 19th floor, three children is gone. Nine children are among the 19 dead here. Scores of others were hurt, with some in critical condition. I'm Matt Piper in the Bronx, New York. Now with more CBS News, here's Deborah Rodriguez. Students in Chicago are staying home for the fourth school day in a row as teachers demand better COVID protection protocols. The CDC says an average of 824 kids in the U.S. have gone to the hospital for COVID treatment every day over the past seven days. Dr. Lara Shekardimian at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston says some are sicker than others. I can tell you with certainty that vaccinated 